Hello there. It's time for Go to Bed. Yes, the podcast that includes all the exciting things that have happened in our reselling life over the week. And a check in with myself, Suze, and my co host, Ken. Hi there. Yes. The one that brings you, it came from Cleveland. Yes. Well, uh, but yeah, so uh, happy Thursday to everybody. Uh, we had a pretty decent selling week. Found some interesting acquisitions. Uh, some disturb- well, at least one very disturbing acquisition that we probably won't talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, we won't. Uh, but yeah, we, we've had, like I said, a pretty decent sales week. Not bad. And, of course, tonight we'll have chapters... What are the chapters tonight for the Patchwork Girl of Oz? Let me find that real quick. I gotta get to our I'm show. I'm gonna guess anyway. seven and eight. Uh, I think it's some, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, but, yeah. Ballpark? You are correct. Seven and eight. Ah, uh, Yes. So, uh, not quite as long as the last chapters. Um, and uh, we've got a pretty fun uh, what we sold audio thing for everybody this week. Uh, yeah, but we went, uh, we met a fella downtown uh, today in Cleveland, Ohio, and got over 130 DVDs for like 40 bucks. Yeah. There are a lot, a we lot of them. We went to the east side. We're allowed to go to the east side. And the near east side. It wasn't that far. It wasn't that far. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like Euclid or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, real nice guy. Met on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, met him. And, uh, you know, there were there was a lot of, like, real junky stuff in there. But there was a decent amount of horror movies. Uh, so I'm excited about that. All DVDs. Um, and, you know, some of it I've been going through and cleaning it, too. But, you know, everybody... Everybody's got their own acceptable uh, level of uh, dirt that they will allow on DVDs and CDs and things like that. And I like to keep mine pretty spotless. Um, and, uh, you know, so I go through and I sanitize them all with alcohol and make sure the discs are in nice condition and everything. Or at least, you know, if they have some scuffs or weird, sometimes there's weird discoloration on discs. And I've found out that it's just, it's not a, not a real issue but I was scared that that was causing defects, but it doesn't. It's uh, as long as you don't get disc rot. There's something called DVD rot that you can get that, where the um, the layers of uh, whatever the the coating is that they put on there begin to flake away, uh, mm-hmm. from some kind of damage. Um, you know, sometimes caused oh, by wow. heat. Um, yeah, sometimes caused by heat. Sometimes no, you know, not at all. Um. But, uh, but yeah, so, but he was a real, really nice guy. Good. Gave me a good deal on him. You know, I, I usually won't haggle with people or, you know, if, if I know that I'm getting something for less than 50 cents a piece, you know, uh, or in that area, you know, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to be super, super picky because, you know, you go to yard sales now and people are like the DVDs are $3 and I'm like, you know, and they're a bunch of crap. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, 
So yeah. Okay, um, you can keep those. You can keep those great DVDs. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, you can keep your, you know, uh, all your Jim Carrey DVDs. <laughs> yeah. We went to a yard sale today. Uh, we were, it was like big sale, you know, and we we go down the street. And we look, and the lady was really aggressive trying to sell Susan the bottle of perfume you just, like, looked at. And she was like, that sells for over $125, but I'll give you a good deal on that. And you're like, yeah, I have enough sense. And then I was like, do you have any DVDs? And she's like, yeah, here's some. And she hands, she shows me, like, four burned, or three burned DVDs in paper sleeves. And I'm like, yeah, I can sell those, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll well, they're your... illegal. They're, yeah. they're illegal. Yeah, let, let me let me buy you your pirate. You were nice to her. DVDs. You were nice to her. I said I prefer the ones that are still in the cases. Um, they are. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and we actually, have... she she really did have something I keep thinking about mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to buy, but I was completely distracted by her uh, her hard sale. Yeah. Yeah, she was. So, it seems, and she was like selling full of food and stuff like that, trying to sell us on. We have Kit Kats Reese's. on ice. Kit Kats, frozen on ice. Kit Kats. You want a frozen Kit Kat? No, I don't want a frozen Kit Kat. I didn't. I don't go to yard sales to buy food. Uh, <laughs> Weird. It is odd. Be yeah. strange. But yeah, so we we hit a couple of our local haunts yesterday and found some decent, uh, kind of obscure stuff. I was happy about. Um, there's a. Interesting, interesting anime that I found. I want you to go ahead and mute if you're having problems there, and then I'll just vamp. I'm sorry. So you're better. So, uh, but I found an interesting anime. I don't know if uh, if Adam's listening, if he knows anything about it or has ever heard of it, but I found a DVD of an anime called Blue Gender: The Warrior, full length feature. Why not? Really, really cool packaging. Looks like a, a quality uh, anime. Um, but, uh, and it's got, you know, nice little insert and everything too, but, uh, and the, and the writing on the back is all cool and weird. It's like sideways and backwards and stuff. Um, so, uh, I like it when people get creative with the packaging on, on DVDs instead of just giving you the same old, same old. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, we found I found that, so I'm excited to get more anime, especially anime on DVD in the store. We don't have a ton, um, but uh, let me see. Um, oh, look at that! Patrick Stewart riding a horse at 82. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I don't know if I want to. Do I want to touch uh, on play? Uh, sure, probably not? not. We're doing a show. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, yeah, some but found some interesting stuff. Uh, some new sealed uh, VHS, a couple the, the Jodie Foster movie Contact I found factory sealed, which is exciting. Uh, might get a few bucks out of that. And um, what was the other one that I found that was brand new? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it is. I think it, it doesn't matter. But, uh, but yeah, so we found some good stuff. But I, I am excited about some of the horror stuff that I found in this, this dude's collection today. Because there's, there's a good dozen horror movies, I'd say. Um, and you, you can't usually say that for, uh, you know, a lot of these collections. You know, you might get one or two horror movies because people are like, I don't like too many scary movies, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just, just get one scary movie and that'll last you your entire life. Um so <laughs> forever 
so yeah, so let's let's do a recap um, of the week. So let me go to our sold items on my phone here, and I will find out where we left off last week. Um, we had a pretty decent weekend of sales. Uh, things slowed down just a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, yeah, our second sale of this movie, a slim case, I, I, I will live and die by the slim case. <laughs> um, but the second time we've sold it, uh, I undercut a whole bunch of people because the first time I sold it, I sold it for like $25. Um, and everybody else was like, okay, $25, $30. And I'm like, all right, let's do $22.99 free shipping. Texas Justice, 1995. Heather Locklear, Peter Strauss, T. Cullen Davis uh, TV movie. Um, it, it was, it's a murder based on the true story of some Texas oil baron or something. Um, but, uh, but that, that actually featured in, in a, what we sold on our show last year. Um, because I couldn't find a trailer for it. I just found a really long scene. I don't know if you remember that or not, Suze. So. I remember the scene. It was, yeah. Yeah. They were, you know. Dancing or something. Ripped a necklace off of her or something. They got in a big fight and called her a hussy. Called her a hussy. So, uh, do you, are you, are you, uh, uh, caught up with me on, uh, uh, our sold items? Yeah, right next to that, um, the one after that is Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Doesn't really go with Texas Justice, but <laughs> it was nine ninety nine, and um, it's a beautiful day. DVD, Mister Rogers, PBS spinoff. Yeah, Yay. and that that's another one of those kids DVDs that was brand new. It came out of uh, the the Highlander acquisition, the one of our more more infamous acquisitions that was uh, over a hundred movies for fifty dollars that were all brand new. Yeah, uh, and we've we just keep making money off of this. Um, the next one, uh, another anime. Um, uh, well, an anime that you know I know I was talking Ooh. about the the blue gender. I don't know if Adam's heard about that. Um, uh, but yeah, this one's called the Skycrawlers from two thousand eight. Blu-ray, brand new. Uh, Troy Baker, um, Mamora Oshi anime sci-fi war movie. Um, so ten ninety-nine free shipping, and I'm fairly certain I paid a dollar for that. Um, and uh, this is a good one, Suze. Uh, the one above that, I, I got in a lot of stuff that I think I paid like $15 for, and I've already sold a whole bunch of stuff out of it. Yeah, so that's um, Raging Sharks. Raging Sharks from 2005 and Kraken Tentacles of the Deep, 2006. For a double feature, 1950. Yeah, so... Wow. A pretty scarce uh, double feature. I, both movies sell on their own pretty well, but for a, a, a bit less. Uh, so 1950 yeah. for the two is pretty good. And then um, I'm not sure where I found this, but this might have been from the same acquisition because it's another double feature. Uh, but yeah. it's a Decoys 2004 and Decoys 2, the second Seduction 2007. DVD Alien Horror Double Feature, fourteen dollars uh, free shipping. Oh. Uh, I know I didn't pay much for it, if you know. Um, and then uh, go ahead and do the next one, Suze. This is from my personal collection. I I just 
I bought it, it and I tried to watch it and it sucked and I, could, oh. I couldn't finish watching it. So Yeah, the Star Lost Complete Series. Uh, DVD here, Julia. D Delay. Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison? Harlan Ellison, yeah. He's $14.99. Looks like it's cult sci-fi. It was. I tried to watch it with you. It was a little dry. Oh. It was... um. Special. Amish people in space, I guess, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like. it, it's just, like, just not for us. No, it was terrible. Harlan Ellison, of course, is a great science fiction writer. Uh, kind of a nasty human being. Uh, said he would relieve himself on Gene Roddenberry's uh, grave for one Ooh. of the one of these episodes of Star Trek that uh, he changed a script yes. on or something. Um, wow. And said nasty things about Kier Delay. Of course, Kier Delay is the star of... Uh, he's Dave from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm sorry, mm. Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Star Lost Complete series, 1973. It was a Canadian TV series. And it was just... I, I wanted to love this. The artwork on the front looks so cool. It's got this space helmet and, you know. Somebody out there loves it, and we got to respect that because we don't like yeah. everything, but somebody I, out there loves it and it reminds them of their childhood or something. We don't know. I, yeah, and I think I, I pretty We're much, here for you. I pretty much broke even on that, um, and uh, and I sold something else that day because that was an Amazon purchase, and I used points, so I probably made a little bit of money. Because I got other things in that Amazon order, and I, I sold another one because I was like, oh my god, this sells for a lot on eBay, but not much on Amazon. Uh, that was the the Star Queens, or the Star... The yeah. Is that? Star yeah. Maidens? What's Star, it? Star Maidens, yeah, the Star Maidens. Yeah. So, uh, then... Just uh, nice starch girls. Yeah, so uh, you go ahead and take the next one, because I know a little bit more about the other one. Above. Yeah, this is just a movie that I watched um, when I was a, a youngin. Uh, Singles, 1992. DVD, Matt Dillon, Bridget Fonda. Romantic comedy. Grunge soundtrack. Just $10. It yeah. had to go. It was in with some other things. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Well, that was the $50 lot we got um, on the east side uh, on my birthday. That's from the birthday yeah, acquisition. Yeah. And we've sold a acquisition. We we I think we've made back our fifty dollars on that, so everything here on out is all profit because there there's quite a few things that have sold out of there, um, uh, you know. But it's all bread and butter stuff like that, though. For the most part, there are a few higher. But you know, you're you're making it sound so good. For those of you out here that are just starting to listen and for the first time, don't quit your day jobs. Do this. It takes a while to make money, and, and we're still, I don't know, we're still, um, I still had doing an some income. other things on the side yeah. income, so, like, I still you had can't just in support yourself selling movies. Maybe you could, but it, it, it's rough. He makes it sound great, like, no. I turned a dollar into 16, it's awesome. Well, but, I, I still had an income going into this, so uh, yeah, because yeah. I was, you know, uh, still employed, uh, but chose not to return to work. Um, but uh, the other one um, above that, uh, oh, that hmm. that got delivered quickly. Uh, Golden Temple Amazon's 1986 Blu-ray with cover, Jess Franco, Sleazy Adventure. 
I had to call Susan in because I tested this the other day because it looked weird. It was weird packaging for a Blu-ray. It was like a clear box instead of the blue box, and yeah. and it said something else on it, like VCD or something. And I'm like, what is this? And then, but I did look, and it said it was a Blu-ray. But it's like so the company who put it out was trying to market it as something even better than a Blu-ray, and it was just a Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> but but it's yeah, Golden Temple Amazon's, and I sold it for sixteen bucks, free shipping. This was from the King's Highway one, which is the Golden Goose. Um, and uh, this, I had to call Susan into the room. I said, okay, mm. I, I went to test this, Susan, and just mm. look at the menu. The, you know it, how some movies will have a menu that's like a compilation of like images from the movie? Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. that's what this had. And tell, tell the folks what you saw as soon as you walked in the room. I forget. I, I guess I wasn't as shocked as you thought I was. Um, no, I mean, it's... the Golden Temple Amazons. Oh, oh, you're right. Um, I was thinking Dirty with Shame. Um, the Golden Temple Amazons was just naked girls riding horseback. Yep. Topless girls riding horseback. What? What? Naked girls throwing spears, you know, topless, you know, yeah. uh, but it, you know, Jess Franco is a notorious, uh, sleaze, uh, uh, director. So, you know, if he can have nudity in a movie, it'll be there, you know, all the live long day. <laughs> His wife, uh, uh, Lena Romay, I think was her name, uh, was in a lot of his productions. Um, and, yeah. um, she was in this one called it was called Female Vampire. And the wow. opening the opening shot of it is just her like walking through the woods in nothing but a cape and boots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, she had a belt. I forgot about the belt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I was easily distracted. You're not dressed without <laughs> your belt, ladies. No, no. Get your boots, your cape, and your belt, and you're good to go out for a night on the town. Um yeah. you know, who am I to judge? Um, is it hard to ride horseback without a top on? I would imagine it would be rough. It would be hard. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the one above that? That one came, that's from the birthday acquisition. A Dirty Shame, 2004, Selma Blair, Tracy Ullman, mm -hmm. and Chris Ijek, John Waters Comedy. Yay! We sold that for just eight bucks. Yeah, but the thing is, all this money, you know, all you know, it, it all adds up, you know. Yeah, it um, does. So this one, I was surprised about. I this had a really lackluster write up too, but it was uh, I I completely forgot we had it on DVD. But it's a another kind of sleazy movie, Battle Queen twenty twenty DVD with Julie Strain from two thousand one, twenty four ninety nine free shipping. I. Don't know where it came from. This was either King's Highway or probably my dad. It was one of our there. older ones. It's yeah. been around. It's been in for at least a year and a half. Yeah. It's been listed. So you probably just didn't remember. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the one above that, this one was fun because we actually watched it together because the guy wanted to make sure it worked because he said he bought one before that broke. Or that didn't yeah. Work. Um, Aliens, Dragons, Monsters, and Me for 17 bucks. 1983 VHS tested. Ray Harryhausen. Very hard to find rotten documentary. It talked about his process and how he did stop motion, which is very exciting. I don't know if you guys have 
Yeah, I, I grew up with stop motion and Rankin Bass. And I remember watching these monsters and thinking, wow, that is pretty realistic mm-hmm. and terrifying. And he he did the, what was the fantasy movie? Uh, Clash of the Titans, yeah. right? Yeah, Jason yeah. and the Argonauts, Clash of the Titans. Uh... Yeah, I remember seeing all that stuff and being like, wow, this is great. Earth versus you know? the Flying Saucers, too, was that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, so man. revolutionary uh, in in the things he uh, was putting on the screen. Uh, you know, he he was, you know, uh, just the things. You know, the techniques that he was using. I mean, were were just absolutely revolutionary. And um, anybody else a fan? If of there's Harryhausen, what's his name again? Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. Um, Harryhausen. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't keep Ray Harryhausen stuff in stock. I just sold a documentary the other day called The Sci-Fi Boys. Didn't we sell that? We we actually yeah somebody, yeah. And that had Ray Harryhausen in it. I had the Ray Harryhausen Blu-ray set that I sold for like fifty bucks, um, which was a gorgeous set. I was really tempted to keep that one for myself because it had a lot of good stuff on it. Um, and uh, but yeah, you know, it talked about his um uh. Yeah, it's a, it's actually spelled exactly like it sounds. Harry, H A R R Y H A U S. Yeah, I, I um, messed it up in the chat room. Sorry, um, I'm no, going back okay. and forth. But um, yeah, we actually have been inspired, and I'm hoping it happens soon, to make a slow motion, a stop motion, a short stop motion movie, and uh, you know, for our, for the for Voodoo Zombie Boutique. So, yeah, because we can Ken have a video a, for our pitched, store. Yeah, and he pitched a great idea, Ken did, and we're working on it. Yeah, we, we're going to have to do some tests and try and figure out a way to mount one of our cell phones. Because uh, we had a tripod for for a smaller iPhone, but I don't think it'll work it on did. this. So, um, But we'll figure it out. We can, we can makeshift one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, the yeah then after yeah after that Logan's Run 1199 uh brand yep. new Blu-ray uh so that was nice I'm pretty pretty sure that was King's Highway um mm-hmm. so that's a good one and then uh you want to take the one above that The Cremators The Cremators um, yeah The Cremators 1972 DVD brand new Harry Essex horror sci-fi cult B movie classic Fifteen ninety nine out that, the door. Yeah, that cost me. I bought that in a wholesale lot, which I'm edging towards making all my money back on. But this stuff's like really deep cut horror stuff, slow burn. So mm-hmm. um, that was that movie probably cost me a buck and a half or two bucks. Uh, so fifteen ninety nine is a nice turnaround on that. Um, and and then another surprising thing. Yeah, this was which, also from the birthday acquisition. Um, uh, buying the cow, two thousand two. Ryan Reynolds, Alyssa Milano, Jerry O'Connell, sexy comedy, eight ninety nine, free shipping. So, which was know, surprising because it was in Thai and Portuguese and yeah. Spanish, English, French. I'm like, why, why does every country have to know us for this movie? Yeah. Thanks a lot. You know. Now, now, bear in mind when I t- when I talk about this lot, the 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 birthday acquisition lot. Uh, Susan tried to kind of downplay it earlier, but I, w- I need to impress upon everyone. I paid fifty dollars for about 
120 movies, 130 movies, maybe more, 100, maybe about 150. And we've already sold, and this that was just on June 15th, so we've had this for acquisition for a month. We've probably sold about 10 items from it. And every item we sell from it, we're making like three to four dollars back from that $50 investment. So we've probably made 30 to 40 dollars back. And now we still have like, you know, over a hundred things that we're going to be selling. So yeah. it's like quality titles that aren't like everywhere all the time. It's not all the, you know, I hate to keep, you know, putting poor Jim Carrey down, but it's not a Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler <laughs> or. It's not. You I, know, I, I think he'll get over it. Don't worry. about Yeah, that. I'm just saying. You know, it's not one of these movies that they just like blasted out in home media, and you know, there was like eight thousand different versions, like Avatar and Titanic, and you know, none of those movies are worth anything. You know, yeah. but something like Buying the Cow, they didn't put out as many copies of that. Um, Maybe not. Yeah. And, and another yeah. one, uh, the one I'll let you do the 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 um the ten dollar one above predator two uh and then we'll do our audio portion yeah um, i can already talked about predator two the ten dollar one was no i didn't talk two. about no i didn't talk about predator two, uh, pre oh, oh oh yeah di i did i guess i did predator, predator two, two. Yeah, yeah. you're right you're right yeah 1990 so. danny okay. glover seven bucks yeah it's cool all right so this um, is the last one go for it Suze. and then we got joe dirt one and joe dirt two Beautiful Loser, um, 2015 new DVD, David Spade comedy. It's $10. It's pretty silly, but it's fun. I've seen it. Well, and that also, that's from the Highlander one. That was one of those oh, brand yeah. new ones because there were so many double features and comedy anthologies and stuff. Uh, I think we sold another one that had Joe Dirt along with a couple other movies on it, but not Joe Dirt yeah. too. Um, you know, like grown-ups or something like that. So, anyway, Pixels. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that brings us to the audio portion of what we sold. This one isn't nearly as epic as last week, uh, but it's kind of fun. This is a, a really rando mix of things. <laughs> this is about as random as you as you get. It spans the '60s, '70s, and '90s. Uh, so here we go. What we sold, 7-14-2022. Inspired by actual events. I sentence you to serve 10 years in prison. No! You know, I can make life a little easier for you. No! You need the doctor! I want the abuse to stop. I'll need evidence. Sexual abuse by the guards. This is all about. Stephanie Zimbalist, Dan Laurian, Gary Frank, and Finola Hughes star in Prison of Secrets, a Lifetime original movie. Premiering next month on Lifetime. Television for women. Just once in a decade, in a lifetime maybe, the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord! It could be the script, the presentation, the players, or a combination of all three that team together to transform the ordinary into the original, to emerge with something completely different. And now for something completely different. Force 
begin to drop the banana. Then you eat the banana, thus disarming him. Suppose he's got a bunch. Shut up! Not since Eve yeah. provoked Adam in that famous garden has anyone created such hilarious havoc. Oh, do you want to come back to my place, bouncy, bouncy? That'll be six shillings, please. The Hungarian English phrase book. A must for the common market. Six. Ah, ah. Um, Yendelavasa Grudenui Stavenka. The maniacal laughter makers starring in and now for something completely different. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesday I'll go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. Here is something completely different in army maneuvers. Who get her? Whoops! I've got your number back. You couldn't afford me, dear. Something completely different in marriage guidance counsel. Indeed, the very idea of consulting a professional marital advisor has always been of the greatest repugnance to me. Although, <laughs> far be it from me to impugn the nature of your trade or, or profession. How to appreciate good music. For a complete change in outrageous laugh-making cinema, Join Monty Python's Flying Circus for something completely different. I cut down trees, I wear a hill, suspend his hand of guard. I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. This is the story of a mythical hero who fought alone against injustice. His name has become a symbol of strength. From the cruel world of the arena, where men are no better than animals, fighting to please the crowds, come seven men without hope. Recruited to carry out a diabolical plan. Seven men forced to kill in order not to be killed. Seven unleashed furies. about gladiators somebody does <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah uh gladiator movies are selling like nobody's business uh, we got our own joey out there why joey. why because we like movies about gladiators Who um doesn't? yeah Who and i've totally been misquoting that all like the last couple months um, but yeah, so, uh, what you heard there in reverse order, I screwed up the order on it. Um, but, uh, the last thing we sold that was the, the very last thing you heard, uh, was Colossus of the Arena, 1962, 
uh, DVD Mark Forrest, Dan Vadas, Sword and Sandal Action. This is a repeat buyer who's bought several Gladiator movies. Um, <laughs> and this is from uh, my Sinister Cinema acquisition, the mail order, burn, and print on demand uh, movies. Um, uh, so I, I think this sale has, has got me broken even, and I still have about uh, 45 titles left of this uh, from that acquisition. Um, and a lot of a lot of watchers on a lot of them, which is exciting because yeah. the more watchers you have, the better chance you have of selling something. Because um, you can send offers, uh, it'll let you send offers every few days on things. Um, and then uh, the second thing you heard was, uh, and now for something completely different, uh, best of Monty Python. It's 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 the arguably it's a best of Monty Python, but it's a movie where they redid a lot of their sketches and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so you heard some familiar things there. $7.99, that also was from the birthday acquisitions. $7.99 free shipping, yeah. made back another $3 towards that $50 investment. Um, and then something we've been sitting on forever, um, Prison of Secrets 1997 DVD Stephanie Zimbalist, uh, <laughs> Fanola Hughes Women's Jail Drama. Uh, so that was a 1997 Lifetime TV movie um, and television for women. Well, I, mm -hmm. I, what if I want to watch it? Um, nope. Nope. Damn it. Nope. Uh, it's like the whole Toffee Fay argument. It's too good for kids. Um, but not too good for you. Yeah. And um, uh, so... Um, so yeah, so that's uh you know that's something that uh you know eleven ninety nine that was probably a dollar store DVD, uh probably I think that was one of my dad's, um but you know those obscure titles those are the ones I mean you could sell you know you can sell, you know that's crazy you, you sell a, a weird TV movie from nineteen ninety seven for eleven ninety nine but then Predator two you get seven dollars out of so you know it shows <laughs> it, it shows how flooding the market with um uh things you know uh you know it, it hurts the value of, of things in the long run but you know again that's why you've got to be eagle-eyed about finding titles that are obscure um and uh and you know that and, and this lot we got today there's a lot of horror movies in there that i've never heard of that you know uh are relatively recent um, yeah so that that's pretty exciting um and uh yeah, so um so yeah, so that's that's pretty solid. Um we uh We love any new horror, let me tell you. We'll just post it up. I mean, we yeah. can't argue with it. Somebody wants it. Oh, and we'll I sometimes we watch it ourselves. I don't know. And the movie we sold last week that we talked about uh, a little bit, there was a movie Dolls that we sold that had uh D Wallace in it. Uh the mom from uh, Oh no, she was in Cujo. Was she in uh -huh. e. was she in E.T. as well? I can't remember. Um but uh she um uh you know, I I found another copy of that movie and I had just sold it for like, I don't know, ten, twelve bucks, something like that, and I found another yeah. copy for a buck and a quarter. Brand new. So we were able to relist that and I put it. I, I, we were joking. We were having a laugh last night because we redid the store and I put dolls right next to the seventies movie Frogs. And I was like, Cute. dolls and frogs, frogs and dolls. 
and and I said we should do we should uh, snag the website dollsandfrogs.com. <laughs> so seems to be available. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so we, we put some, uh, you know, and I've got some other interesting, we got some, uh, biopic and do, well, some documentaries, a biopic and a documentary. There's a new, uh, Chad Lowe, Rob Lowe's brother played John Denver, <laughs> like a 2001 TV movie or something like that about John Denver's yeah. life called Take Me Home. And then there's a Princess Diana documentary we just put up that's brand new. Um, found some, yeah, so I found some pretty, pretty keen things, um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, and, and we've been getting good feedback on our packaging as well, um, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, Foxfire says, I remember watching the day after on television for women, WTF, nuclear war is just for us chicks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the day after that movie freaked me out as a kid. I saw that when it first came out on TV. We sold that, too. Yeah, we sold that on VHS. Um, Way back at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So we got a decent amount for that. Um, Yeah, it was sealed, or we would have watched it. (laughs) No, no, we tested it. We tested it. I I watched a fair amount of it, I think. Yeah, I don't don't think it was sealed. Um, Yeah. Because I think we could have gotten a lot more for it if it was sealed. I, I would have remembered that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we've been you know, uh, you know, finding some good stuff. I I, I have a I just <laughs> Susan found them in the car. I, I, they should be okay, but they were in a bag and they were behind the seat, um, and uh, uh, on the floor of the car. And we forgot about it that we got, but there was like, I got, I have two more factory sealed Merino Hera movies because somebody died and they don't, they got their whole Merino Hera collection donated to a local thrift store. And a lot of it was brand new and sealed. And, um, and I know some of this stuff I've sold before. There's a movie that's kind of obscure called, uh, Deadly Companions that she was in that seems kind of popular that I've sold in the past and I've got I'm, I'm, I've, I've two copies of it so I got one listed and I'm sitting on the other one for now but um, then there's a movie with her and Jimmy Stewart that I forgot about I don't remember the name of it but um, I just you know I couldn't believe how many and Maureen O'Hara movies there was a, a cool one with Vincent somebody Price. just really loved Maureen O'Hara yeah and and they just wanted everything she was in and they had a lot of it but they didn't open it which is weird no and they had doubles of some of it too which was interesting so um but then again it could have been like i said presents presents from relatives yeah it could have been somebody who was stocking up on you know sale vhs too and then their vcr died or something you know (laughs) so um but uh, but it's it's kind of amazing the amount of sealed VHS tapes that are still floating around in this world, um, for something that has been, you know, hasn't been produced since the early two thousands, you know, um, yeah. and uh, again I think the last mass produ- production mass produced VHS tape uh, by any studio was the Viggo Mortensen movie A History of Violence, um, and. Uh, that uh you know and that's why the you know and again that's why the value of a lot of sealed vhs from that era when they were phasing them out in favor of dvds are worth so much is because you know if people were buying it on vhs more than likely they were watching it 
Yeah. You know, um, they weren't buying a VHS to, col- you know, to, to keeping it sealed to, to collect it. You know, I mean, there could yeah. have been, there could have been some people because, you know, you still, I mean, there's still Star Wars figures that are carded. You know, there's still, yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that are still mitten box. But you know, it, it, it's, it's just kind of amazing. You know, VHS something that people have considered low value for such a long time. But there's still so much sealed stuff out there. Um, but I, th- I think it, it's, I could be wrong, but I think it's people were given gifts and they didn't really open them. It wasn't yeah. the gift they wanted and they just put it on the collection thing and, and never saw it really again. And, 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 and then, again, yeah, or, that, or it's like the King's Highway guy. You know, there, there's people out there who just yeah. compulsively buy things and never use them. They just want Never them. use them. And when, when we went to the King's Highway, the guy that bought all the VHS tape, they were still in the bag with the receipts. So yeah. not only did he buy things just to buy them, but he never took them out of the bag or yeah. threw away the receipt or the bag. So they, they were in quite good condition. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, that's why how we got so much stuff that was brand new. And had we known then what we know now... We would have been making a lot more money off of the sealed, like Spider-Man, X-Men, you know, superhero movies. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, no biggie. I mean, because we made a ton of money from it, and we're, we continue to do so. But uh, yeah. you know, and that's the thing: you can't do something like this and not learn something along the way when it's like a whole new, you know, a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Don Bluth. Um. Isn't that from Five Goes West? Yeah, I think so, or, because I never saw that on purpose, yeah. because I was like a teenager when that came out, and I hated it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, so um, so we, uh, you know, again, there's all these acquisitions that have paid for themselves. Some of them, you know, I mean, there we've only had a couple acquisitions that I feel a little burned on, um, but we still gradually make a little bit of money off of certain things. You know, there was the trailer park lady who I felt a little, I got felt a little bait and switch on. Cause she said sealed ones were $2 when we got to her house. And I was like, whatever. And I, I bought some stuff from her that in retrospect, I shouldn't have bought like there was <laughs> the entire Daniel Steele VHS collection. Higher where- Daniel Steele VHS collection. Yeah. Which I think is, it, you know, as, as punishment, we should, we should just watch them all. They're sealed. Yeah. So, but, you know, and all those sealed James Bond ones, those those that haven't gone anywhere. I sold one or maybe really one, one or two. But, yeah, we got to rethink how we have those listed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, there, there are some things we, we've kind of learned from uh, and... So, you know, but it, it's okay because, you know, we're, we do have a steady income and we we never spent so much money that it hurt us, you know? Yeah. Because I know there are yeah. some e- eBay, uh, eBayers out there that will, like, go <laughs> on the verge of, you know, be on the verge of going into debt to, like, you know, buy a whole bunch of stuff that they know they can resell. But, yeah. you know... It's just not worth it to us because, you know, we'll take a steady income that grows over like, yeah. you know, a shock infusion, you know, and, you know, that and, and, and again, 
what we learn from you know our mistakes from some of the acquisitions is just going to make our business even better and you know that's what you have to do um yeah but uh you know, because there have been a few acquisitions. Like there was a guy I spent like a hundred bucks on, and it's been kind of slow getting that back. Uh, but I think I'm about even on that because I did sell quite a few things out of it. And I did. Oh, actually, yeah. I think the he's the guy that I got all the Airwolf stuff from, and I sold the Airwolf complete series Blu-ray set TV. Um, for yeah for uh, like fifty bucks. So I yeah. made. I'll, and and I sold some other box sets of other shows and some single, uh, yeah. single movies that it probably got me close to all my money back. And then a lot of the yeah. other stuff will be slow burn. Um, but yeah, you you don't want to overextend yourself on things. You know, twenty five bucks here. You know, ten bucks there. Forty bucks here. Fifty bucks there. You sure. know, uh, uh, you know if if you can get. A lot of items, you know, a lot of bang for your buck. If you can get items for under a dollar, uh, and know that your packaging isn't going to cost you more than, you know, like fifty cents an item or something like that, you know, uh, uh, and make sure you're charging people the the right amount of shipping. You can experiment with. Uh, I've been experimenting with how I do shipping on things too. I've been doing. Typically, I do total price with the the postage factored in now a bummer thing just happened uh this yep. week and that is media mail shipping went up 30 cents so what was 319 what was 299 last year's three was 319 and now what was 319 is 349 so that's got me thinking differently on how to put some of the the bread and butter stuff up because i think what i'm going to do is just go um List things for like four ninety nine and five ninety nine, um, and then have buyer pays shipping and see if that gets yeah, people to, yeah. to look at items differently. Um, and you know who knows. But it it's work. one of those things where we can't change everything that we have free shipping on. We're just gonna have to eat it. But you know, hopefully. Well, that's the thing is, we don't have anything priced. To where we're gonna really get hurt on it. No, Sorry, I just coughed, so my my throat's a little sore. Um, but uh, the uh, um, we're still gonna make money off things, just not as much. You know, we're not gonna make an yeah. extra, thir- you know, but you know, thirty cents per item adds up. So I'm kind of changing how I've priced everything. Uh, you know, I'm <coughs> pricing a little different going forward. And you know, instead of nine ninety nine, I'm trying like ten forty nine. Um, sure. You know, and um, so and and it sucks because you know the price of everything is going up. You know, and hopefully customers realize that you know people on eBay, you know, we can't survive and and stay in business and provide good product if we can't, you know, make a decent profit. You know, because I know you get oh gosh, there's so many so many people out there who are always trying to lowball me. And, you know, messaging me, will you take $4 for this? And I'm like, oh, sweetheart. You know, I, I mean, I had somebody say, oh, if you give gave this to me for $8, you know, the most I can pay is $8. But if you gave it to me for 7 I would be ecstatic. And it was two DVDs. Two DVDs, mm-hmm. right? 
It's yeah. like one and two of the movie series, you know, in a lot. And they tell me this fun story about how they ruined the movie for their sibling or something like that, and their birthday was coming up, and they wanted it. And I'm a student, yeah. so the most I can pay is, and and I did the math on it. I'm like, well, the least I can accept is ten dollars and make any kind of money back, because I have to pay three fifty. You're distracting me. I have to pay three fifty to to ship. Um, and, I was singing a sad song. In oh the no, I, I understand. I understand. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm lo- I was losing my train of thought. Um, but the so the breakdown is I had to pay three fifty to ship it. That doesn't ca- counter. You know that doesn't take care of my costs of. Uh, you know I've got at least fifty cents in packaging. That doesn't yeah. count for for anything from my labor of researching the two movies and doing a write up that probably I spent a good twenty minutes on, uh, and taking pictures, um, and uh, you know, and then whatever I paid for the item too, which was probably somewhere in the ballpark of fifty cents to a dollar per item, um, and then this per- so you know you add all that up. Say I paid a buck a piece. Okay, so there's two dollars, three fifty for postage, fifty for. Um, for packaging um and say my labor's worth a dollar or two they basically want me to pay them to to have it you know so so ten dollars is is like i'm literally only making like two two bucks uh you know (laughs) uh when it's all said and done you know because there's ebay fees too you know yeah so i mean it, it it the the People are not math savvy on this. It's like I'm not a superstore, you know. I'm literally, I say, we're a husband and wife owned store in our description. So, yeah. I, uh, I, so and yeah. And lucky, lucky for us, the the post office isn't that far, but yeah. And we might as well go there on our way to do something else, but still. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you know, the hand, handling time, packaging, you know, and and it's like, they're like, oh, but $7, I could, and it's like, no. <laughs> I had somebody, I you know, somebody was bugging me about, what was it, My Fair Lady on Blu-ray? They would message me, will you take $4? Because they, they're automatic, I have offers, you can put an offer on items, and it'll auto accept or auto decline if you meet meet me in the window, uh, and it's usually about two bucks difference. If if I have something up for ten, you can probably bet that what my low offer is going to be eight. Um, yeah. And if you offer me, oh, kiddo teaser, if you offer me, uh, you know, eight, you know, uh, uh, seven ninety nine, it'll get auto rejected. If you offer me eight dollars or above. It's like boom, offer accepted, prepare to pay. Yeah. Uh, so people, some people that are really, really, really cheap don't like that because what they're doing is like, I'll make you an offer of two dollars, auto decline, three dollars auto decline, four dollars auto decline, five dollars auto decline, six dollars auto decline, seven dollars. You know, so they'll they'll do that, and then when they get frustrated because they're like, there's no way I'm paying eight dollars, they'll message you and they'll be like, Hi there, would you please take four dollars for this? And I'm like, this is no. a brand new Blu-ray. And you want me to ship it to you. You want me to give it to you for $4. And then they're like, oh, well, this this blah, blah, blah edition costs this much. And I'm like, well, fine, go buy that. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't know anything about that edition. I don't care. I'm not selling that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fairly pricing a brand new Blu-ray that you can't walk into, a, you know, go into a Best Buy and a Target and see how much they sell Blu-rays for. And you're going to be like, oh, 15 bucks? You know, for, you know. They're not even putting shipping in, you know. Yeah, and you're not going to find My Fair Lady at either one of those stores, you know. No. No, So, you you know. And then you're going to pay sales tax at the register. Well, you got to pay sales tax on eBay, too. But sales tax on something that's $8 versus $15 is is nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, you know, half. Uh, but you know, so, so it, it, it always amuses me. And of course I, I do, I do funny little voices for, I do like baby talk voices to Susan about, well, you know, will you take $5 please? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, Cute. and, you know, uh, it's just painful. It's these people are just painful, you know, because it's like, they you're are. exhausting me. You're wasting my time. Just stop wasting my time. Get serious. If you want it, buy it. If you don't, quit bugging me. If you don't want it for the mm-hmm. price that I have, just go away. You know, nobody's forcing you to look at just my store. Find somebody who has it for, for less because you can find somebody who has it for less probably. You know what? You could probably find about 20, 25 or 30 or 40 or 50 people that have it higher than me too. You know, because there's all... There's always the jackasses who have an item out there and they're like, brand new, $5,000, just because they think somebody might buy it for $5,000. And you know what? <laughs> Sometimes people do just because they're insane. Yeah. Oh, well, I I must own this for $5,000 because it is $5,000 and I just have to happen to have money. And I'm this is, look, look how ridiculous I am buying this $5,000 DVD or VHS. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't know, ironic rich hipsters or something? I don't know. Well, I I think that that there's, um, there was somebody out there. I did find a book that I was like, oh, I'll resell this. It's a a book that you can write in that's never been written in. So I looked up the cost and I did see one for sale for $5,000. Yeah. And it was kind of through this religious store. So I figured... You know, they're like, oh, you know, that's that's their way of selling stuff and making money for their mission or whatever they're doing. But, you know. Uh, yeah, I think it's a scam. Uh, I think that they probably uh, really, yeah. they're, they're, they're just hucksters in the guise of, Hucksters. you know, some re- some religious outfit, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, yeah, again, a tiny little notebook to write things down in $5,000, and you'll be blessed. This will be your seed donation <laughs> or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I, uh, you know, uh, again, there, there's the low ballers uh, the, uh, when they're buyers and the high ballers who are sellers, just just polar opposite but equally obnoxious. You know, true. It's like it's you know, true. some of them are rich, some of them are poor, but they're 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 equally obnoxious. So yeah. Um, that and, kiddo uh, teaser is reminding me of Tennessee when he when he breaks out. He's been breaking <laughs> out a lot, and he uh, he's got a a fan that comes to the back door. Oh, he's got a little 
<laughs> oh, we yeah. thought it was a girlfriend, but it's not. We don't think it's a girlfriend. Yeah, there's this stray boy cat who keeps coming to the back step and staring in the, the sliding glass door like after midnight at Tennessee. And Tennessee like gets all freaked out and his tail gets all huge. His tail gets like the size of my forearm. I don't know how he does it. Um, <laughs> he gets and, excitable. And he starts whipping around and, and this cat literally looked at Tennessee through the glass and just yawned at him. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, I, I wanted to read uh, Miles' comment. He says, when they ask for oh, okay. a lower, pr lower price, say yes, but that let them know the shipping charges are tripled. Uh, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the problem, is I have free shipping already selected on a lot of these items, so I can't, yeah. I, you know, once that is there, I can't really change it unless I drastically revise the listing. Um but uh but yeah you know it's uh, i i just you know again high ballers and low ballers uh the just the 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 worst of dregs of humanity <laughs> it's like this ain't the flea market move on you know if you yeah, want there is some cost of doing business it's like it's not just like oh we paid eight dollars to be here you know yeah yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, if you gave me four or five dollars for the DVD in you know uh, at the flea market or the yard sale or something, fine. But people won't spend that kind of money at a flea market or anything. You know, it's like they want. You know, I was doing DVDs two for a dollar, three for a dollar, because they're all just kind of generic crap, and it still didn't go very well. And I got violently ill because of the disgusting dust. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, it was bad. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, we should probably, uh, get going to the break. Let's, uh, let, for the break time, uh, we'll, we'll find an older, um, what we sold. Uh, let's hear, but let's hear this one again. Uh, cause we're going to play this every time we sell a gladiator movie. Uh, join. You like movies about gladiators? Yeah. So, uh, every <laughs> time. <laughs> I, it had to be Sorry. it had to be gotten uh so let's see um uh we started this feature last year uh let me see 923 of 2021 let's find out our what our very first audio feature of what we sold was on 923 of 2021 and see if uh you know, um, it's probably Halloween-ish related. I bet, I bet there's a yes. there's there's probably some horror in this. Anyway, uh, here's a flashback from 9-23-2021 of what we sold. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll get to the patchwork Girl of Oz right after this. Hello there, I'm Dick Powell. I just finished producing and directing The Enemy Below for 20th Century Fox. This is a story born in the South Atlantic, which we spent years preparing for the screen. And it was filmed from this best-selling novel. The Enemy Below is the story of a duel to the death between two men. The captain of a destroyer played by Robert Mitchum and the submarine commander played by the great continental star, Kurt Jurgens. 
Here is the incredible drama they lived as they played the deadliest game of all with depth charges, streaking torpedoes, and 233 fighting men tracking, stalking, hunting each other through a thousand miles of exploding ocean. Beats me how they get men to do it. Do what? Go and sit in that coffin down there. Oh, they're not so bad off. Actually, they stand a better chance than we do in this case. Pretty hard for one ship to surprise them. Their commander might be able to knock us off if he's smart enough. You think he is? I have no idea what he is, what he thinks. I don't want to know the men I'm trying to destroy. He's a devil, Ernie. Somehow, somehow we must lose him. backyard but no one will listen we landed right back there right behind the hill no one will believe i told you he needs psychiatric help and soon no one will be left dad are you okay dad fine because something strange is happening to the people of willow creek everything's fine now and David Gardner is about to find out why. David! I'm gonna find my mom and dad! I David Gardner! Canon Films presents Toby Hooper's Invaders from Mars. There's no place on Earth to hide. The vision is renewed. The power is reawakened. Fear is reborn because they have returned. Time to play. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Brace yourself for terror you have never imagined. Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. And horrors you can never escape. And you wanted to know. Now you know. Last year, they brought hell to Earth. Now, they'll take 
So many, so long since. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> uh, that's what I keep thinking about when when we post the new gladiator movie. Yep. Play <laughs> that every time we sell a gladiator movie. Every you time. Know, I, I wish I could just set the notifications on eBay to when we sell something that's labeled <laughs> sword, sword and sandal. We just get a notification on our phone that goes. Join. You like movies about gladiators? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Joey. <laughs> Joe, we got a Joey sale. So, uh, anyway, well, welcome back. Go ahead, Suze. I, I cut you off with audio clips. Mm, no, uh, I was just going to say, ah, uh, kiddo. Oh, He's yeah. He's very cute today. Very cute. Reminds me of Tennessee. He keeps escaping out. He keeps uh, escaping into the living room to scare the heck out of the other cats. He's just naughty. Just so cute. Well, it's getting to the point where he, you know, we're not going to have to, you know, keep him separated at night, you know, for too much longer. So maybe uh, not. I yeah. hope not. Yeah. I just maybe when it gets cold, they'll all just cuddle up together and be happy cats because sure. they have to realize well, he's calming down too. He's you know getting out of his terrible twos. Yeah, and he just did it. He just does it to all right. mess with my sweet Timby. All right, so here comes uh, Foxfire. Says kiddo droppage. You don't humiliate a child in public. Um. Oh. <laughs> especially, she said, if you don't humiliate a kid in public, especially if it's not your own child. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, Chippos. Kiddo tires of the glass cat and her pretty pink brains. <laughs> That's fun. You can see him work. It's, it appears like Kiddo thinks that her head is filled with chips decides to eat her. No, so. she puts a chip bag over her brain. Oh, okay, that's cute. Yeah. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I got it saved. Oh, nope, I gotta open the original to save it. Um, but yeah, so, this'll be a lot of, this'll be pretty easy to color. I like it. Um, yeah, so, uh, and I don't know if Adam's listening, but I'm going to ask the question again, uh, since he's, he keeps appearing in the chat room. Uh, I wanted to let, ask Adam if he's ever heard, or Miles or Michelle, if they've ever heard of a, an anime called Blue Gender, The Warrior. Uh, cause I recently got that on DVD and I just wondered if there was any, anything interesting I should know about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. 
uh, got the picture loading here. Um, and then, uh, but we'll start, uh, get ready to play, uh, the, uh, Patchwork Girl of Oz, Chapter 7. Are you ready for this, Suze? I'm ready. I'm ready to go here. All right. Here we go. Phil Chenevere is back. Chapter 7 Ooh. of The Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 The Troublesome Phonograph When the boy opened his eyes next morning, he looked carefully around the room. These small munchkin houses seldom had more than one room in them. That in which Ojo now found himself had three beds, set all in a row on one side of it. The glass cat lay asleep on one bed, Ojo was in the second, and the third was neatly made up and smoothed for the day. On the other side of the room was a round table on which breakfast was already placed, smoking hot. Only one chair was drawn up to the table, where a place was set for one person. No one seemed to be in the room except the boy and Bungle. Ojo got up and put on his shoes. Finding a toilet stand at the head of the bed, he washed his face and hands and brushed his hair. Then he went to the table and said, I wonder if this is my breakfast. Eat it, commanded a voice at his side, so near that Ojo jumped. But no person could he see. He was hungry and the breakfast looked good, so he sat down and ate all he wanted. Then, rising, he took his hat and wakened the glass cat. "'Come on, Bungle,' said he. "'We must go.' He cast another glance about the room, and, speaking to the air, he said, "'Whoever lives here has been kind to me, and I am much obliged.' There was no answer, so he took his basket and went out the door, the cat following him. In the middle of the path sat the patchwork girl, playing with pebbles she had picked up. "'Oh, there you are!' she exclaimed cheerfully. "'I thought you were never coming out. "'It has been daylight a long time.' "'What did you do all night?' asked the boy. "'Sat here and watched the stars and the moon,' she replied. "'They're interesting. "'I never saw them before, you know.' "'Of course not,' said Bojo. "'You were crazy to act so badly and get thrown outdoors,' "'remarked Bungle as they renewed their journey.' "'That's all right,' said Scraps. "'If I hadn't been thrown out, I wouldn't have seen the stars, nor the big gray wolf.' "'What wolf?' inquired Ojo. "'The one that came to the door of the house three times during the night.' "'I don't see why that should be,' said the boy thoughtfully. "'There was plenty to eat in that house, for I had a fine breakfast, and I slept in a nice bed.' "'Don't you feel tired?' asked the patchwork girl, noticing that the boy yawned. Why, yes, I'm as tired as I was last night, and yet I slept very well. And aren't you hungry? It's strange, replied Ojo. I had a good breakfast, and yet I think I'll now eat some of my crackers and cheese. Scraps danced up and down the path. Then she sang, Kizzle, castle, core, the wolf is at the door. There's nothing to eat but a bone without meat and a bill from the grocery store. What does that mean? asked Ojo. Don't ask me, replied Scraps. 
I say what comes into my head, but of course I know nothing of a grocery store or bones without meat or very much else. No, said the cat. She's stark, staring, raving, crazy, and her brains can't be pink, for they don't work properly. Bother the brains, cried Scraps. Who cares for em anyhow? Have you noticed how beautiful my patches are in this sunlight? Just then they heard a sound as of footsteps pattering along the path behind them, and all three turned to see what was coming. To their astonishment, they beheld a small round table running as fast as its four spindle legs could carry it, and to the top was screwed fast a phonograph with a big gold horn. Hold on, shouted the phonograph. Wait for me. Goodness me, it's that music thing which the crooked magician scattered the powder of life over, said Ojo. So it is, returned Bungle in a grumpy tone of voice, and then, as the phonograph overtook them, the glass cat added sternly, What are you doing here, anyhow? I've run away, said the music thing. After you left, old Dr. Pipt and I had a dreadful quarrel, and he threatened to smash me to pieces if I didn't keep quiet. Of course I wouldn't do that, because a talking machine is supposed to talk and make a noise, and sometimes music. So I slipped out of the house while the magician was stirring his four kettles, and I've been running after you all night. Now that I've found such pleasant company, I can talk and play tunes all I want to. Ojo was greatly annoyed by this unwelcomed addition to their party. At first he did not know what to say to the newcomer, but a little thought decided him not to make friends. We are traveling on important business, he declared, and you'll excuse me if I say we can't be bothered. How very impolite! exclaimed the phonograph. I'm sorry, but it's true, said the boy. You'll have to go somewhere else. This is very unkind treatment, I must say, whined the phonograph in an injured tone. Everyone seems to hate me, and yet I was intended to amuse people. It isn't you we hate especially, observed the glass cat. It's your dreadful music. When I lived in the same room with you, I was much annoyed by your squeaky horn. It growls and grumbles and clicks and scratches, so it spoils the music. And your machinery rumbles, so that the racket drowns every tune you attempt. That isn't my fault. It's the fault of my records. I must admit that I haven't a clear record, answered the machine. Just the same, you'll have to go away, said Ojo. Wait a minute, cried Scraps. This music thing interests me. I remember to have heard music when I first came to life, and I would like to hear it again. What is your name, my poor abused phonograph? Victor Columbia Edison, it answered. Well, I shall call you Vic for short, said the patchwork girl. Go ahead and play something. It'll drive you crazy, warned the cat. I'm crazy now, according to your statement. Loosen up and reel out the music, Vic. 
The only record I have with me, explained the phonograph, is one the magician attached just before we had our quarrel. It's a highly classical composition. A what? inquired Scraps. It is classical music and is considered the best and most puzzling ever manufactured. You're supposed to like it, whether you do or not. And if you don't, the proper thing is to look as if you did. Understand? Not in the least, said Scraps. Then listen. At once the machine began to play, and in a few minutes Ojo put his hands to his ears to shut out the sounds, and the cat snarled, and Scraps began to laugh. Cut it out, Vic, she said. That's enough. But the phonograph continued playing the dreary tune, so Ojo seized the crank, jerked it free, and threw it into the road. However, the moment the crank struck the ground, it bounded back to the machine again and began winding it up, and still the music played. Let's run, cried Scraps, and they all started and ran down the path as fast as they could go. But the phonograph was right behind them and could run and play at the same time. It called out reproachfully, What's the matter? Don't you love classical music? No, Vic, said Scraps, halting. We will pasicle the classical and preserve what joy we have left. I haven't any nerves, thank goodness, but your music makes my cotton shrink. Then turn over my record. There's ragtime. Tune on the other side, said the machine. What's ragtime? The opposite of classical. All right, said Scraps, and turned over the record. The phonograph now began to play a jerky jumble of sounds, which proved so bewildering that, after a moment, Scraps stuffed her patchwork apron into the gold horn and cried, Stop! Stop! That's the other extreme! It's extremely bad! Muffled as it was, the phonograph played on. If you don't shut off that music, I'll smash your record! threatened Dojo. The music stopped at that, and the machine turned its horn from one to another and said with great indignation, What's the matter now? Is it possible you can't appreciate ragtime? Scraps ought to, being rags herself, said the cat, but I simply can't stand it. It makes my whiskers curl. It is indeed dreadful, exclaimed Ojo with a shudder. It's enough to drive a crazy lady mad, murmured the patchwork girl. I'll tell you what, Vic, she added as she smoothed out her apron and put it on again. For some reason or other, you've missed your guess. You're not a concert. You're a nuisance. Music hath charms to soothe the savage breast asserted the phonograph sadly. Then we're not savages. I advise you to go home and beg the magician's pardon. Never! He'd smash me! That's what we will do if you stay here, Ojo declared. Run along, Vic, and bother someone else, advised Scraps. Find someone who is real wicked and stay with him till he repents. In that way you can do some good in the world.
The music thing turned itself silently away and trotted down a side path toward a distant munchkin village. Is that the way we go? asked Bungle anxiously. No, said Ojo. I think we shall keep straight ahead, for this path is the widest and best. When we come to some house, we will inquire the way to the Emerald City. End of chapter 7 Snuck up very quickly on me again, and uh, I'm just looking at some pictures. I wanted to see what Ojo looked like. Ojo's a fancy lad. And he is a common little boy in the Munchkin country. I can't yeah. believe how mean they are to the, the live photograph. Yeah. Phonograph. That's God. Pretty, pretty crass. I'd like a live phonograph. One of my phonographs, <laughs> a lot of them are broken. Yeah, but uh, no, so I haven't looked at any of the artwork for this book yet, and there's some pretty fun stuff. Uh, there's a picture. I'm trying to figure out what critter that's supposed to be. There's one picture. Uh, it's uh, Woozy, Ojo, Scraps, and Bungle. So we haven't met Uzi yet, right? I'm sure, but I, I know Bungle is around, and I don't know what Bungle looks like. Well, Bungle's a cat, right? Oh, that's right. Bungle's the class cat. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's some fun. But uh, who's Woozy? Who is he? Woozy is a four-legged fictional creature from the pages of the Patchwork World of Oz. Uh, dark blue made up of all squares, flat surfaces, and edges. Its head is an exact cube. Uh, so I guess I'm spoiling it for us. Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll find out. But no, there's some glorious artwork from this book, uh, I'm seeing. But yeah, Ojo's got a super fancy hat and a big crazy collar. Oh, yeah. Pointy little buckle shoes. Yeah, that's standard. They all wear that. Yeah. So, uh... Todd, yeah. I think that's probably a picture of him and Unc Nunky. Mm-hmm. As well. So, uh, illustrations by Jano R. Neal. Yeah, he always does the illustrations in, in that very uh, Art Nouveau style, which yeah. I loved as a child. I just, because I remember the first um, Wizard of Oz didn't have him as the illustrator, and it was like sad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he's the best illustrator I think I've ever seen. I just love that style, that uh, Art Nouveau, windswept style. Uh, now, this is funny because I'm, I'm going to the Oz Wiki, and yeah. I looked up Unk Nunky to see how he was, uh, uh, and he, he's pretty pretty standard looking kind of munchkin slash yeah. uh, gnome kind of looking character white beard pointy hat um and uh but the patchwork girl of oz wait a second it looks like they might have made a of a, a film of probably i think i've seen some of the oh, black and white. 
Yeah, there's a patchwork girl of Oz film. Yeah, there is. I think it's pretty disturbing. It just doesn't, for me, it just didn't seem to, it's kind of terrifying. It was released the year after, it was released the year after uh, the book came out, 1914. I believe it. Wow. I believe it. 108 years old. (laughs) <laughs> That's wild. Wow. It is wild. So, Violet McMillan, a girl, played Ojo. Uh, Frank oh. Moore played Unc Nunky. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me see, let me see if they even put the glass cat in here, because I would be seriously interested to see... Uh, let me see. Uh, It'd be cute if they made it a little puppet, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, obviously, there's not going to be an actor for the glass cat. <laughs> oh, Hal Roach played the cowardly lion. Ooh. Hal Roach. Why? Um, I think we're talking spoilers now. Is the Howard cowardly lion going to come in later? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What? I don't remember. I've read these when I was in sixth grade. Huh. So, well, I'm just impressed that there were, you know, I mean, it seems like there were a lot of movies made, a lot of silent films made that, um, of, I mean, if they made the Patchwork Girl of Oz, certainly they did the other stories, you know. Yeah, they were also, um, the, uh, the Oz stories were also on, in theater before uh, yeah. they made it. The yeah, film they did too. stage, stage plays of them. Yeah, stage plays. But yeah, I think they were like silent movies. Yeah. Black and white. Let's watch them. Uh, let me see. So yeah, 1910, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz came out. And... Uh... Wow. Looks like there's okay, yeah. So I, I'm trying to see how many, how many, yeah. Here we go. How many silent films? Two silent. There's only two. Um. Well, no, that that's not true. Well, two came out. Wait a second. I'm gonna believe anything you're saying. It now. says I have two, no two silent movies came out in 1910: The Wonderful World of Oz and The Land of Oz. Um. And let's see. Tennessee. Don't mess that up, pal. He will. He's bad. You guys have no idea hey. how naughty hey. that kitten. Hey. Very naughty. Hey. Don't mess with that. What a jerk. Um He also worships the printer. Every time the printer comes oh, on yeah. to print a label for mailing. He just stares at it like psycho. It's adorable. Uh, Probably the cutest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. So there's a uh, okay. Um, um, there was a 1925 version as well of uh, the Wizard of Oz. Made a lot of different changes. It said. And it focused more on the scarecrow. Oh, 
here depicted as a farmhand on Dorothy's farm. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, um... <sighs> okay, so it says there were three silent movies, but it's they're just it, this is so annoying because it's like how many Oz? Ugh. Okay, maybe it was only. <sighs> this is obnoxious. It's like you know how many Oz you know Oz silent movies is what I typed, and it's like it's just focusing on those nineteen ten ones and not even showing me the, um. Oh. All Oz movies. Movies. Every Oz movie. There we go. Let's look at that. Cartoons, even the animated ones. Uh, nice. Ten Oz Adventures. <sighs> the movies of Oz. Great. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz, 1910. The Wizard of Oz, 1925. Okay, now they're they're not showing the the Patchwork Girl of Oz, no. and that's obnoxious. Uh. uh yeah, because I would really okay. Yeah, th that's so obnoxious. I'm gonna have to do some deep dive uh, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to watch these black and white, soundless, wonderful right, here, movies. Here's adaptation. All right. So this is a Wikipedia article. Uh, we have a little bit of time, so I can because the next chapter is not that long. Um, live action. Okay. Uh, no, that's not what I want. Theater, books. Oh, that's, this is really obnoxious. Okay. I don't want live action foreign language. Adaptations. All right, here we go. Uh... Okay, here we go. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz is a 15-minute 1910 film based on the 1902 stage musical. Uh, and then it was followed by three now-lost films directed by the same person, Otis Turner. Dorothy and the Scarecrow in Oz, The Land of Oz, and John Doe and the Cherub, based on another bomb novel of the same name. The Patchwork Girl of Oz is a 1940 adaptation um, of Bomb's live action uh, by Bomb's live action motion picture company. Uh, the film is partially lost due to, due to a missing scene in the film. Her Majesty the uh, Her Majesty the Scarecrow of Oz or His Majesty the Scarecrow of Oz is a loose 1914 adaptation by Baum uh, that became the basis for the book The Scarecrow of Oz. The Magic Cloak of Oz is another 1914 adaptation in, in the series produced by Baum himself. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, this was by La from 1925 by Larry Sermon in collaboration with Frank Jocelyn Baum and a young Oliver Hardy. Uh, 
The Land of Oz is a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Uh, is, is a 1932 film. But the second reel is lost. Oh, God. The, the film ends in a, on a cliffhanger, which the protagonist escaped the Emerald City, riding on the back of the Tin wood, Woodsman, who is able to fly rather than the Gump. Uh, sure. And then, okay, and then, then we get into the 1939 movie. So, so there were, what is it, one... So, yeah, so there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so there were seven film adaptations uh, of Oz material before the 1932 one. That's pretty impressive. So, um... Well, the Tin Woodman is freaky looking in the 1925 version. <laughs> wow. So, uh, I'll share a picture here. Um, I like your picture, by the way. It looks good. Oh, thanks. It, it was pr pretty easy. Uh, no patchwork coloring to do. So No patchwork. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'll just save that right on my desktop. Yeah, this is strange. This is... But not completely unlike uh, the what we saw in the Oz, uh, the 1939 musical Wizard of Oz. But there's the Scarecrow, Dorothy, and the Tin, tin Woodsman um, from the 1925 version. So, that's interesting. But, uh, alright, uh, yeah, so I suppose we should, we should get back into it. But this is, this is interesting that there were so many, I was shocked to see that there was a film adaptation of this one, you know, I mean, albeit a 15 minute version, um, and a, I guess there's a missing scene too, so, uh, <laughs> uh good reaction, um, Foxfire, <laughs> So, uh, all right, yeah, let's go ahead and get back to it. Uh, we have chapter uh, eight of the Patchwork Girl of Oz uh, coming up for you right now. Chapter eight of the Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter eight, The Foolish Owl and the Wise Donkey. On they went, and half an hour's steady walking brought them to a house somewhat better than the two they had already passed. It stood close to the roadside, and over the door was a sign that read, Miss Foolish Owl and Mr. Wise Donkey, Public Advisors. When Ojo read this sign aloud, Scraps said laughingly, Well, here is a place to get all the advice we want. Maybe more than we need. Let's go in. The boy knocked at the door. Come in, called a deep bass voice. So they opened the door and entered the house where a little light brown donkey, dressed in a blue apron and a blue cap, was engaged in dusting the furniture with a blue cloth. On a shelf over the window sat a great blue owl with a blue sunbonnet on her head, blinking her big round eyes at the visitors. "'Good morning,' said the donkey in his deep voice, which seemed bigger than he was. "'Did you come to us for advice?' 
Why, we came, anyhow, replied Scraps. And now we are here, we may as well have some advice. It's free, isn't it? Certainly, said the donkey. Advice doesn't cost anything, unless you follow it. Permit me to say, by the way, that you are the queerest lot of travelers that ever came to my shop. Judging you merely by appearances, I think you'd better talk to the foolish owl yonder. They turned to look at the bird, which fluttered its wings and stared back at them with its big eyes. Hoot-de-toot-de-toot, cried the owl. Fiddle-cum-foo, how-de-do, riddle-cum-tiddle-cum, tra-la-loo. That beats your poetry, Scraps, said Ojo. It's just nonsense, declared the glass cat. But it's good advice for the foolish, said the donkey admiringly. Listen to my partner and you can't go wrong, said the owl in a grumbling voice. Patchwork girl has come to life, no one's sweetheart, no one's wife. Lacking sense and loving fun, she'll be snubbed by everyone. Quite a compliment, quite a compliment, I declare, exclaimed the donkey, turning to look at Scraps. You are certainly a wonder, my dear, and I fancy you'd make a splendid pincushion. If you belonged to me, I'd wear smoked glasses when I looked at you. Why? asked the patchwork girl. Because you are so gay and gaudy. It is my beauty that dazzles you, she asserted. You munchkin people all strut around in your stupid blue color, while I— You are wrong in calling me a munchkin, interrupted the donkey. For I was born in the land of Mo, and came to visit the land of Oz on the day it was shut off from all the rest of the world. So here I am obliged to stay— and I confess it is a very pleasant country to live in. Hoot-de-toot, cried the owl. Ojo's searching for a charm, cause unc-nunkies come to harm. Charms are scarce, they're hard to get. Ojo's got a job, you bet. Is the owl so very foolish? asked the boy. Extremely so, replied the donkey. Notice what vulgar expressions she uses, but I admire the owl for reason that she is positively foolish. Owls are supposed to be so very wise, generally, that a foolish one is unusual, and you perhaps know that anything or anyone unusual is sure to be interesting to the wise. The owl flapped its wings again, muttering these words. It's hard to be a classy cat. No cat can be more hard than that. She's so transparent every act is clear to us, and that's a fact. Have you noticed my pink brains? inquired Bungle proudly. You can see them work. Not in the daytime, said the donkey. She can't see very well by day, poor thing. But her advice is excellent. I advise you all to follow it. The owl hasn't given us any advice as yet, the boy declared. 
No? Then what do you call all those sweet poems? Just foolishness, replied Ojo. Scraps does the same thing. Foolishness, of course, to be sure. The foolish owl must be foolish, or she wouldn't be the foolish owl. You are very complimentary to my partner indeed, asserted the donkey, rubbing his front hoofs together as if highly pleased. The sign says that you are wise, remarked Scraps to the donkey. I wish you would prove it. With great pleasure, returned the beast. Put me to the test, my dear Patches, and I'll prove my wisdom in the wink of an eye. What is the best way to get to the Emerald City? asked Ojo. Walk, said the donkey. I know, but what road shall I take? was the boy's next question. The road of yellow bricks, of course. It leads directly to the Emerald City. And how shall we find the road of yellow bricks? By keeping along the path you have been following. You'll come to the yellow bricks pretty soon, and you'll know them when you see them, because they're the only yellow things in the blue country. Thank you, said the boy. At last you have told me something. Is that the extent of your wisdom? asked Scraps. No replied the donkey. I know many other things, but they wouldn't interest you. So I'll give you one last word of advice. Move on, for the sooner you do that, the sooner you'll get to the Emerald City of Oz. Hooty-tooty-tooty-too, squeaks the owl. Off you go, fast or slow, where you're going you don't know. Patches, bungle, munchkin lad, facing fortunes good and bad, meeting dangers grave and sad, sometimes worried, sometimes glad. Where you're going you don't know, nor do I, but off you go. Sounds like a hint to me, said the patchwork girl. Then let's take it and go, replied Ojo. They said goodbye to the wise donkey and the foolish owl and at once resumed their journey. End of chapter 8 Alright, fun stuff. Yes, definitely. And we are onward and upward, and we have a path. Well, and, uh, and all that talk about these movies got me kind of inspired to see if I could acquire this I, those silent films uh, for our store. And I was able to buy some rather, uh, to get, I, I ordered three copies, um, and I used, I used credit card points to buy them, um, and so they were essentially free. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that's gonna, we're gonna offer those in the store, because that is something, that's a piece of film history that needs to be, you know, shared. Um. It is, and you know, in, in some ways, I think, and, and we're gonna have to look this up. But it might be one of the first fantasy, the trials of fantasy, trying to project fantasy on film, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we, the, we, we look into the history of uh, fantasy, um, you know, motion pictures. Because I know that there's some, like that movie She, that silent film, that's an early fantasy movie. Um, 
and, but yeah, uh, you know, all, albeit much more, that's an adult fantasy movie. It's not pornographic, but I think it has, uh, you know, some, it's pre-code and I think it has a little bit of nudity. Um, so, uh, but yeah, children's fantasy in film, this is almost certainly some of the, you know, I mean, maybe they did some other fairy tales or something like that. And I know there's, uh, that's one of the things, um, mm -hmm. this book series is considered the first American fairy tale. Oh, no, I, I totally understand that. I'm just saying that there, there might be like some, uh, old, 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 old fairy tales that were adapted for uh, the screen that would be considered fantasy. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Prior, before this, possibly. Um, yeah. But we would have to uh, do some deep dive. But no, that's, you know, I was I was like, well, let's see what I can find. And, and lo and behold, it jumped out at me and I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to add this to our store. So. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. So, and have that as a staple item because I do see that there's a bit of a market for it and uh, and I can undercut some of the other people uh, who are trying to sell it for more. So, um, but yeah, so, well, uh, that was that was pretty fun. Uh, we got to learn something about uh, Oz in cinema as we continue the journey of the Patchwork Girl and um, uh, Ojo and their companions uh, to find all the, you know, the, they got to save the clubhouse. Well, not really. They got to save their family. Um, yeah, they got to save Uncle Nunky. Who are petrified. So, and the professor's wife, right? So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so this is my kind of story. I like this. Uh, I also like the, the foolish owl and the, uh, what was that? The foolish owl and the wise donkey. Is that what the yeah. that chapter was yeah. called? Uh, and because um, it's that's kind of flipping something on its head, you know, where owls are supposed to be wise and donkeys are supposed to be foolish. So, yeah. Um, but uh, fun stuff. Uh, uh, flipping things on their heads, like bomb bomb likes to do. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, well, I guess we could probably wrap up a little early. Um, Sorry, I'm decluttering my desk right now. It's starting to it's starting to be a regular thing wrapping up a little early, and that's okay. Yeah, well, you know, we got work we're gonna have to get uh, start getting into because we got all this new stuff. I, I got half a, over half of it cleaned, and I want to start making some new drafts and everything. So, um, yeah, but thank you, Foxfire, for the awesome artwork as always. Uh, that'll be our show art. And, uh, of course, uh, she says she loves drawing the glass cat. It's, it's a fun little thing, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun little, you know, yeah. drawing things. It's fun for me to color because, um, you know, I, I always enjoyed, uh, you know, the, in the comic books how, you know, the invisible woman was drawn or, you know, how th things were that were clear or invisible were drawn. That was always just a fun little uh, trick with the coloring to make it, you know, stand out. I'd Pretty sure the glass cat predates the Invisible Woman. I'm, I know. I'm just saying, from my personal experience, I always enjoyed yeah, yeah. how things like that were colored. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm not questioning or challenging the origin of, you know, the glass cat. Um, yeah. thank God you didn't see the Invisible Woman's brain, though, because that would have been really jarring. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, check out. Uh, Joe is going to be off tomorrow, but uh, Miles, Michelle, and I are still going to do a show uh, tomorrow for everybody. On it came from Cleveland, um, and we've just got a bunch of different stuff to talk about. Uh, Michelle's uh, going to probably do more horror movies. Miles has another interesting story for us. Might give us an update on the James Webb telescope. And I'm going to talk about a guy who was in The Wrath of Khan who probably could have been a lot more famous than he was. And he has a birthday um, uh, this uh, tomorrow, actually. the the uh, I, His name is evading me. It's Judson... Um, uh, Judson Scott, is that his name? Yeah, Judson Scott, who played uh, uh, Khan's right-hand man in The Wrath of Khan. And uh, I will explain to you how he could have probably been a whole hell of a lot more famous than he was. Uh, and, in you know, you guys can be the judge. But yeah, so that'll be tomorrow night. And I might talk about, uh, since Joe's not going to be on the show... I might uh, uh, do play some Milton Berle clips uh, for a comedy legend because his birthday is this week. Um, but yeah, so Suze, what do you got? Ah, uh, just enjoy. Um, great talking to everybody in the chat room. Great listening to stories. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm excited to hear about the research you found out about those movies. So, yes. Stay safe this week and. And uh, talk to you next weekend. Right. Talk to you next Thursday. Bye, guys. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Time for go to bed.